When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five, four, three, two, one. Jeff Cameron Show, Live Nation's Friday rolling on. Appreciate you being with us. I'm Jeff. That is Tom and Director Matthew, both here doing what they do. It's uh, fun to hear Azaria Thomas talk. I like that young man an awful lot, and uh, he kind of is emblematic of the uh, maturity level that you see a lot of Florida State starters possess right now. It's been, you know, I'm reminded again, I know I probably shouldn't say it because as soon as you do, it's a curse, but you know, you go look at college football news items, bullet points throughout the uh, day and look at various sites. And I saw where uh, Trey Hawley, the running back at LSU, has been arrested on three felony charges. Uh, that's a that's a toughie. Um, that's the kid that broke uh, the, the state of Louisiana's record for rushing yards. Uh, high hopes for him, but uh, grand opening, grand closing is my man uh, attempted murder, second degree attempted murder in there. That's not good. Not going to be a problem. Shooting up the place doesn't work out, does it, buddy? Uh, point would be, we seem to have a lot of maturity around here. A lot of guys who just get it. A lot of guys not getting in trouble. A lot of guys working hard. A lot of guys believing in each other. A lot of guys sacrificing, doing all those kinds of things. That's just one example. But Azaria, man, fun to fun to, to listen to his insights and talk about what he sees with these freshmen. I, I knew you guys would like that. I especially enjoyed it. Um, I think he's going to have a huge year, Tom. I think you agree with me. I think there are, he's one of several guys. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again here. He's one of several guys that I think is on the cusp of doing great things, uh, being all ACC caliber players, maybe more. Yeah, again, you, know, you think about it a couple of years ago. He said it himself. You're at the tour of duty, and you're 17 years old. So mm. that puts him at, at 19 right now. But he's speaking like a fourth or a fifth-year player. Uh, you could tell that the game had slowed down for him last year to a place where he played free and explosive throughout the season, really. But, you know, there was a concentrated area towards the end when the entire defense had that extra 
level of intensity and passion. And, and he played with that, just like Jared Verse did, just like Braden Fisk did. I mean, you could just see that edge that everybody had. And he's going to be leaned upon to be one of those types of guys this year to lead the way. You know, I don't know that they're going to designate him as the top corner on the team. He's going to be a starting corner on the team, uh, uh, barring some unforeseen development with a freshman. But he's you could tell he's got the, the mechanics between the ears to be a leader type. Mm, yes. To be somebody that can uh, that can pull somebody aside if they make a mistake. You know, and, and they're on the bench after a bad drive or, or a blown coverage or something. Like he can be the one to settle guys down. He just seems very, very dialed in and and he seems very aware of who he is, which is what he talked about. He spends time away from you know fall training trying to figure out who he is. Like he's got good balance. That's just, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, sometimes we think of players that play, you know, with their heart on their sleeve as you know, they run hot or they're imbalanced, man. That guy is as balanced as any 19 year old as I've seen. I mean, that's, that's still a really young man who is going to be leaned upon a lot this season. I think with football, it's cool to get a perspective from a kid who's immersed in it now. And you hear the wisdom, um, the idea that somebody is self-aware to the point where they want to step away from the game just so they can think a little bit and thus have it be somewhat revelatory as to who they are, where they are in their lives, and what they want to be, right? Like, admitting that football is all-consuming all the time and that you have to do so much that is football-related, whether that is when you're sitting to eat, are you eating the right things? When you're working out, are you doing the right things? When you're, you know, when you're going to bed at night, are you getting enough sleep? Are you, you know, all, it's, everything is related back to uh, football and your place in football that you might lose sight of the fact that, uh, you know, you're not just a football player. It's not too many 19 year olds would stop to think about that. I like that. It was cool to have that conversation with him in that way. Good for him. I do think he'll be a leader this year. I think you're spot on with that. He strikes me as one of many leaders they have on this team. Mike speaks glowingly of a lot of guys. I think he knows they're in a good place. Ira and I were talking on headlines the other day, you know, he, he seemingly had some concerns that the snub would lead to difficulty in messaging. You know, how does Mike go about messaging to this team? Because last year it was easy. It was very easy to implore uh, and to uh, and to push, uh, and you didn't really have to convince anybody of what was at hand here. They all knew they were working to this point. And they were building to this place where this was going to be their opportunity. And they did all the things that you begged for them to do and asked them to do and fought for them to do. And then they didn't get rewarded. And then you think, well, how do you come back from that and inspire? How do you, what do you, what do you say to somebody after something like that happens? And the answer is you really can't. You just have to hope that fire is in them and that you have enough leaders that they can, you know, that's, that's where players owning the locker room is a big deal. And there's one of them. There's one of the guys that can own the locker room and inspire players. I think they have several guys like that. I do think DJU will be like that. This I is do. a good time to bring. It's a good time to bring somebody in from the outside at a position like quarterback. Mm -hmm. In that sense, if you're just talking about healing, resetting, whatever it is that you need, like that, that's a good thing. That he has all the experience in the world that he does. He's dealt with a lot of personal adversity when you're talking about his career. I mean, this is somebody who also sat, DJU did, last year for Oregon State routinely because they had a young freshman that they really liked. And it was like, I think it was the third drive of most games, including Pac-12 games, 
that it was just understood that DJU, the starter, would wait for a series and let this kid grow. He ends up following Jonathan Smith to Michigan That's State. Say so he leaves. They, yeah. they, they thought very highly <laughs> the coaching staff did of that player. But think about that. That's two times in the last two seasons that your current starting quarterback has been benched for significant periods of time. I'm going to call it a third drive of the game when it's not garbage time, a significant event. And he's got no ego in the sense that it's causing major issues in a rift in the locker room, a rift in the program. That is the exact presence you can use in this situation. I don't know that it's going to be perfect. I think there might be some lingering effects from the snub this year, where maybe there's a moment or two you see on the field where composure is lost because you know, the hard part is you can't tell them just win all your games and you'll be okay. Like even though it's a 12 team playoff and that's literally true this time around, like the spirit of that message was broken last year mm-hmm. in this group and it's going to stay with them forever. So it's, it's a tough deal, but you're right. Guys like AZ guys like DJU, they've got others. Look, I'm, I'm really impressed with Roy Dell Williams and his interview. Um, he seems like somebody who always brings joy to the workplace, if you will. And that'll be something that settles guys down. They've got a few people to lean on here, more than a few, really. Yeah, and, and we'll find out when practice starts how many of those guys that we don't know a lot about because they were elsewhere fill that role. I think you're right in your hunch about Williams, but I think there are others too. So that will be fascinating. Florida State, last gasp effort. This is it. That's it. That's all. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, uh, that, that's it. What, will, will we have the opportunity? Will that ever happen again this year? That right there. All right, there there it is. That I don't know. I may end up I hope not, but this is it. If they're gonna win a game that gives them any chance whatsoever of making the NIT, this is this is the one. And I hate that, that we're describing it that way, but Duke is coming to town. And Florida State could win the game and go to eight and six in the ACC and fourteen and eleven. Duke is in the top ten, nineteen and five, ten and three in the ACC. 2 o'clock, TLC double C. Should I go old school? You don't. You don't just stroll on in to the TLC double C and expect to walk out with a victory, although that's certainly changed. Uh, you got to play a huge spoiler role here against the top 10 team and, and just try to fight your ass off for something of relevance. Uh, this is a guard-oriented Duke team, which scares the hell out of me. Uh, Three-guard offense. And they got a big man center at seven feet tall. That's the Kyle Flapowski kid. Uh, six foot eight, small forward. They're power forward, I should say. I, I It's obvious to some extent, uh, Tom, but uh, matchup's all wrong for us, baby. <laughs> it's all wrong for us, baby. This is not a good matchup, and they have better players. Yeah, most top ten matchups are not good matchups but there are some that are worse than others yeah there are some top 10 teams lose all the time in college basketball it's they a sure long do. season north carolina is making a habit of losing in the last couple of weeks as well we're seeing that um i i just i don't think and you're the judge of this of course i can't influence the decision you're the panel mm. and you're the jury mm-hmm. but i don't think a win over duke is enough to even start dinging the bell i think that's the beginning of the conversation to think about hitting the bell yeah i agree with you i will not Tweet out, ding, ding. I will not come in here and ring that sucker just yet. It just means that it's on its last legs. Like, this bell will be broken. It will just, there's nothing, we got nothing to it if they don't get the win. This is it. 
Like any shot we have to revive it and have it make a little sound would be a win in in this game tomorrow. Like, God forbid, maybe in a week and a half there's a there's something like that. But right now, you're right. Right now, just like is it? It looks like the lever arm is it's working. We can maybe that's it. You have to win this game tomorrow. That's the only way. So, otherwise, I'll just throw it. I'll just throw it. Oh. <laughs> Well, no, we go. We want to keep that thing for next year. Just Bells in case. are cheap. How much can a bell cost? I don't know. That that this has sentimental value. This is a cursed bell. If we don't make it, it'd be three years in a row. I couldn't even. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the bell. It has everything to do with the players. It has everything to do with the talent and what you have and what you don't have. But I like how you. I like how you have expressed nuance with a bell. Which is usually in two states, sounding and not sounding. Yeah, no, I found a way to make it different sounds. There are ways. Rick asks, "Isn't today the ACC lawyers have a meeting with FSU and Charlotte?" Probably, man. I just wait on the re- you know, the the news to come out of these things. I assume lawyers are meeting all the time. I know of which you speak. Uh, we referenced it. Uh, I think it was last week with the events that are forthcoming, but uh, let's see what becomes of it. And we'll have a chance to comment on it on Monday. Uh, I, I'm in the middle of reading several in the weeds articles on, uh, on this, this whole situation and, you know, vetting this and trying to find people with you know nuggets of information that you can trust that are worth bringing to the airwaves that, provide insight, illuminate other aspects of the whole lawsuit uh, is, is hard to find. You, 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 you can find information that sounds like it matters, that sounds like it's something to, to bring to the table to discuss, but then you have a harder time vetting, like, is this guy in the room? Does this guy have real insight? He's, a, he's an attorney. There's a, lot, there's a lot of attorneys out there. I figured that out, Tom. And they all will reach out. Oh, really? Man, yeah. There's a ton of attorneys. Just a couple, just a couple. So I don't know. I I'm waiting. I'm waiting for another big nugget with which to work with. Uh, I would like to believe where everything seems to be sped up, man. Um, right now, you said it yesterday. I mean, I feel like everything is kind of sped up right now with all that's going on in college football. The least of which is obviously the SEC and the Big Ten's commissioners getting together to make big decisions, but they're not going to try to overwrite the NCAA by any means. No, we had scheduled talk yesterday. All that stuff adds up to an awful lot. UCLA leads Florida State 4-2 to two at the end of three. No! I the, don't uh, like yeah, that, it. That inning went about a half an hour. Uh, went about 25 minutes before Florida State could record an out. Uh, they had two pitchers try to record an out, the second of which first comes out of the bullpen, throws 11 balls, two strikes. So uh, it, was a, it was a long inning, but Florida State found a way to get out of it with the damage limited to four to two. But I feel like just to go back to what FSU is trying to do in this moment, we'll have greater perspective when it's all done. And when Florida state is in one of those power two conferences, Mm -mm -mm. we can all kick back and laugh. It's almost like being on the set of one of the Ninja warrior games because Florida state is on a moving treadmill, trying to catch a beam. That's also waving up and down. (laughs) The beam waving up and down is the future of television and the power two. And then the, the treadmill they're on is the ACC lawsuit. They're, yeah. they're just trying to balance it and wait for this thing to open up. I mean, it could even be like that uh, the splashdown show that they have on Sundays where it's like impossible. It, and we're hoping it's not impossible, but the feat that they're trying to pull off right now is not in a standard time. Like what Maryland went through 
when they left the ACC. That was a standard and stable time for college athletics and for television. This moment that we're trying to accomplish this goal in is anything but stable. There's chaos everywhere. That's the hardest part is that you're right. You're citing the Maryland thing. It was interesting to me than going back and looking at that. They had a hard time even then just getting Maryland to pay, I think it was $31 million because it was viewed to be too punitive. And a lot of lawyers have pointed out that the punishment here would be and that those grant of rights numbers that we read about are not going to be enforceable. Fine, whatever. But we're in the midst of a lawsuit. And as of right now, man, uh, it's a sit and wait thing. And nobody likes being in limbo. Nobody likes to be in limbo. But we warned you at the start of all this, once they pulled the trigger and once they said, we're going forward with this, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're not just rattling the cages. We've decided to, to actionable, you know, make some act, take some actionable steps here that it was going to be a hurry up and wait kind of thing. That because there was going to be a countersuit and a suit and then a countersuit and, counter- and you were going to end up bogged down. And as our guest Michael told us, and we, we've had multiple people mention this, people of the law say, uh, "Hey, look, it it does not move swiftly. This does not. This is not going to happen in a week or two or a month or three. It's going to be a minute." But I, I think ultimately we're going to know. We're going to know what our fate is at minimum by the end of this calendar year. This is me personally. This is no inside knowledge because 2025 is a critical year in, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like if we're not directly in the next destination in 2025, you'll know of it. 20, the, and 2025 is most certainly the curtain call where it's double birds tour for one year. And that would be kind of fun. That, that would be fun. I, just I, waving I, your hat, double birds tour. Yeah. Like good to see you, everybody. This is it. It's last one. I think double birds tour shirts should be made. Now, if we know before the season is done mm. or before the season begins, excuse me, yeah. let's say by ACC kickoff or, or fall camp, double birds tour shirts should be made for this season. I like it. It's going to happen. The double Those bird shirt. Sell. Well, they would sell, but not only that, I, I would probably wear it. I mean, we would put them together and sell them, but we would wear it. It would be great. Walking into other people's venues with the double bird action would be outstanding. Get you some everywhere you walk. <laughs> it would be so much fun. It didn't really matter even the result because you're going regardless. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio at War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey seminoles we all know how important it is to score in the red zone but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, 
Protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Hey, you! Do you remember me? I used to sit next to you at school. Give me an update here in a second on the Genesis Invitational. I know you guys are on edge. But my audience wants to know because they're gamblers and they sprinkle pizza money on golf bets because it's fun. If you got Luke List right now, you're feeling pretty good. He is tied with Jason Day atop the leaderboard at minus nine currently. Both men on the course in the back nine. If some for some reason you put some money on Mackenzie Hughes, you're feeling very good, eh? Out of left field, a little Mackenzie Hughes action. I saw something today, Tom. I was reading some numbers because this is what you got to do when you want to bet on golf. Last 36 round strokes gained off the tee. The leader is Rory McIlroy at 32.6. Scotty Scheffler's 31.4. And then it's my man Ludwig at number three on the tour, 27.2. You know who's four? I know you don't, so I won't let you sit there and answer. I'll tell you who, who's four. Kevin Yu. Oh, wow. Kevin, you, what are we doing here? Now, of course, that's just part of it, uh, but it's it's pretty amazing. Also, I see you live, Spectator. Tiger Shank yesterday got more coverage than the made putts by the leaders. Uh, yeah, the uh, I'm telling you now, the, the Shank was so I, – I love Tiger, so I didn't want it to happen, but it was so nice to see. It was a real Shank. Like they, A lot of times, PGA Tour Shanks are not real Shanks. You know, it's somebody hitting a 265, and he just happens to pull it way left, but it's not like a shank. Everyday weekend golfers like ourselves, those shanks are straight right, straight left. They're not moving anywhere but sideways. And Tiger had one yesterday where I was like, oh, I've hit that shot recently. (laughs) So is every weekend golfer I know. That ball came straight off the hustle. That was nuts. So I see Ric Flair is celebrating. I'm sure he's celebrating the degenerate golf bet segment. I will say yesterday I had a nice little value bet. It didn't pan out. Uh, but Tiger hit the green on the par 3 14th. He had about a 35, 40 footer steep up the hill, steep up the hill. And the live odds on Tiger's score. So you're doing math on the putts. Mm-hmm. It was even money for par. Maybe minus, I think it was minus 115 for him to two putt make a par. It was three to one for him to make the putt from 40 feet, which I thought three to one, man, that's a lot of faith. That's a, that's a yeah, long putt. Yeah. It was plus 750 to make bogey or worse. I'm like, you're going to give me nearly eight to one on a three putt? I'm going to take my chances. Yeah. Yeah. You might as and well. So Tiger, Tiger blew it five feet past. And I thought, oh, here okay, we go. Here's it. But then he made the five footer coming down the hill. Yeah. Still, I, was, I have found now a nice little new game. Degenerate bets, liars, man. If you give me 40 feet and eight to one almost on a three putt, 
I'm going to take my chances that you're going to three putt at eight to one, especially on those greens at Riviera, which bounce all, you know, all kinds of crazy. Ways. That's where I was going to go. You better know the course and the greens because there are some greens that guys in the, on that tour will never three putt. I don't care if they're 75 feet out. That's correct. And also at the open championship, because those things are rolling nine because the wind is up too high. So it, you get on the green, you're going to two putt from anywhere. Yeah, granted, but these greens undulate and the POA makes it bounce back and forth. Yeah, man. So it was close. It was a nice little, little $5. It was like five to win 45. Okay, sure. Let's give it a shot. You know how we've had conversations in the past in baseball or football and, and whatever sport it might be. It's certainly not true. I don't think in golf, but there have been times where we've just gotten fed up and said, you know what? I think everybody is on performance enhancing drugs. Like if you make it to a professional sports league, you're on performance enhancing drugs. We had a story today that uh, convinces me that that is true. Jimmy Garoppolo has been busted for performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> what are we? Uh, go ahead. That is totally unsurprising to me. Totally unsurprising <laughs> because those. Those performance-enhancing drugs, as uh, Florida State just took the lead five to four. Those performance-enhancing performance drugs are for his appearance. It has nothing to do with football. That's for him to do another photo shoot. It, that has nothing to do with football whatsoever, would be my guess. The story reads this way. Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo will miss the first two games of next season. Two games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. That, according to CBS, Jonathan Jones. ESPN reports that Garoppolo's violation related to his using a prescribed medication without a valid therapeutic use. <laughs> Garoppolo will be suspended no matter which team he is on, but that he is not expected to be back with the Raiders. They're expected to release Garoppolo for the fifth day before the fifth day of the new league uh, year in March. Schefter said that they can avoid paying $11.25 million to do so. He's fully guaranteed $11.25 million salary for 2024, will most likely void due to the suspension. So my man... You just cost yourself $11.25 million to look pretty? You're already pretty. What are we doing? It would mean that Garoppolo, upon his release, the Raiders would have dead salary cap hit of $17 million, free up $10 million in cap space. Given the experience, Garoppolo could become a sought-after backup, as we well know. What do you think he took? Oh, I, I don't know. Um, I said Viagra I as well. <laughs> that's the it doesn't require a prescription anymore right i mean like you know every i think you podcast, get it in the mail apparently right i mean it's a, every t commercial is a viagra commercial i was gonna say every podcast not named the jcs is like blue chew give mm. yourself some of the blue chew and then johnny bench comes on and talk about blue emu um now, Blue Emu is very different than Blue Chew, and I'm glad that Johnny Bench isn't talking about Blue Chew. That is not what we want to hear out of Johnny. It's a sidetrack answer because I can't give you a good one, but remember when Adderall was the big thing that was a performance-enhancing drug because they, there were anxiety concerns right. in players, yeah. major anxiety concerns, and this is performance-enhancing only in the way so they don't go nuts. <laughs> you know, it didn't really – like it was about pressures. It was about handling pressure. Um, I have no idea. My guess is it is it's some sort of chemical enhancer. It's something weird that only West Coasters would know about. <laughs> it's such a dicey subject because I think I have a suspicion he's taking something to enhance. All right. 
but I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road. And we just know good way to talk about it. And yeah. Once again, Enzite. It was available over the counter. <laughs> I believe Jimmy Johnson was speaking out for it. At Dude, some that point. was the best. I forgot about that. Jimmy did. That was for. Uh, enlargement i think was that right i couldn't believe it jim i'm like jimmy damn man they must have paid you well so uh lebitard asked him about that years ago and he's like oh well when you see what the size of the check's gonna be you'll you're be not worried about the other sizes <laughs> <laughs> oh jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio or JTV. the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk Red Zone here, Jeff Cameron's show on a libations Friday. Good to have you on board. A few hours from now, Florida State opening day to Cowser Stadium. Making your way over. Should have good weather today. Decent overcast weather today. Bad tomorrow. Cross your fingers. We're able to get it in. That has nothing to do with nothing, at least when it comes to our friends at Artisan Financial Strategies. Time for the Red Zone, Tom. Let's, uh, let's do this thing. I will note for all of you out there, it's important that you have your retirement red zone in order five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after very critical times for thoughtful planning for you and your family. We have a guy for you and his team. It is our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, his team at artisan financial strategy prepared to coach you through to victory here, by the way, they can help you protect yourself and your family against rising healthcare costs. Obviously you could carefully plan your legacy. If that's what's on your mind and, he and his team will bring 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, all you do is go to noelretirement.com. It's all one word. I would strongly suggest you do it. A couple people have reached out to me, said they did. They're glad they did. It's one word, noelretirement.com. Cue it up, Matthew. Welcome to the majesty. Every freaking rep. The elegance. To win the game. Golly, it's the upright. It's no good. You have entered. Someone burned down the funeral home. You burned the funeral home. Lives will be changed. Sideline touchdown. Unbelievable. Mothers will cry. When you see your players give all that they have and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. Legacies are etched into eternity. I know who I am. No, Arthur, South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia. This is the Red Zone. That's good to know. Noelretirement.com. And on the other side of that wonderful sounder, uh, a dong has been hit in the UCLA Florida State game. It is now tied 5-5. We have a dong from UCLA that ties the game. Sir, what do we have for Red Zone questions? All right, I got two today, and they're in the spirit of questions that I asked. It was either... 
for last week ahead, predicting Florida State's 2024 season. One offensive question, one defensive question. All right. So, you want to start with offense or defense? Start with defense. Okay. All right. Last year, Florida State had three defenders register seven or more sacks for the season. They had four actually register six or more. But how many will register seven or more sacks this season Mm. for Florida State on defense? Seven or more. Wow, that's a lot of sacks, brother. I mean, Peyton it will. Is. Peyton should. Oh, I don't. Um, wow. So, first of all, for the purposes of kind of talking this through, give me the players who did it a year ago. Okay. I'll take you through the top five on the team. With nine, Jared Verse. Yeah, I know that With one. With seven, Seven, Patrick Payton. Yeah. Not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Kalen Deloach. Kalen Deloach, big time from the second Rare level. to have a line. Okay, all right. With six, Braden Fisk. And then fifth place on the team was Josh Armour with five. Okay, so I'll say three uh, because I was going to go with Farmer already and I was going to go with Payton already. And then some other player will do it. I don't. You know, there is no Jared Verse on this team. You brought in some weapons off the edge that I like. One of them, though, is I think a, a you know, edge setter uh, against the run as opposed to rushing the passer. I don't think you're going to have a linebacker do this, but maybe I'm wrong because you are bringing in an Alabama kid who's pretty light, fleet of foot. They may utilize that. I, I'll go with three, a total of three. I think two and a half is the number there, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. One for sure, but then could Marvin Jones Jr. be on the field enough? That's could, what could I'm. There be I, enough attention. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's difficult. I think that's difficult because I, if Marvin Jones Jr. takes a huge step and plays a lot, then the answer I'm going to miss on this, and it, it'll go over. But I, that's tough. It's hard to know right now. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll just say three. Go for it. It should all also be noted, quick footnote, that the second leading linebacker with sacks was Lundy. It wasn't Tatum Bethune, mm-hmm. and, and Lundy had two. He had two, but, yeah, I mean, you know, you double that with, the, one of with them more was, reps. One of them was huge against LSU. Yep. Yeah, that is correct. Red zone. Uh, now, here's the second question, second and final question. This is about receiving. Florida State had three receivers eclipse 500 yards mm-hmm. last year. Three receivers eclipse 500 yards. We've done this with the running backs, but now with the receivers. How many Florida State targets will amass over 500 yards receiving next year? That's a good one, man. I really feel like, uh, I'm telling you, I think Hakeem Williams is going to. I think that Morlock will. I think another receiver will. So let's see if, if that's a healthy... And give me one more. You know, three and a half's the number there, Tom. Don't you think? Well, judging by look, first impressions with tour of duty only. But Azaria Thomas in the interview that we ran last hour said he's looking forward to going up against Malik Benson mm-hmm. because he's already mm-hmm. seen what, what everybody else has. So he's looking forward. You don't say that if the kid doesn't impress you athletically with what you've seen uh, in the tour of duty stuff. So if that's the, the case. I think Malik Benson's got a real chance. And this is a one-and-done year for that kid. All the incentive in the world. They didn't have an offense that went through progression two or progression three last year. It's got to happen for Malik this year, and everybody knows about his speed. 
I think Malik Benson's a really good candidate to say that he's going to clear that threshold. Yeah, that would make four. And I, yeah, man, that's nice distribution right there too. I'll tell you what, I, I do think it's four and maybe more. I, that sounds crazy to say, but yeah, I, I think they're going to be pretty balanced with their approach and their attack here. Um, we haven't talked about Destin and what he could be. I mean, he was hurt this year. He got a lot of time, man. He was going to play a lot. They loved him. He he is – I think he's poised for great things too. Golly, that is a toughie. Man, we, we may end up seeing this thing at four and a half. That's a fun little bet. Well, that's where – I mean, both of these, you realize how balanced you were this year as it is. And, and defensively, how balanced you were up front at that D-line and, and by extension the front six with, with Kalen DeLoach. But when you have five dudes turning five or more sacks like that, usually that's a footnote that you talk about in a pregame before every game. It's like, look at how it really kind of snuck up on us last year. I think because we racked up a ton of them against Florida and, and Louisville in the last two games. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, our thanks to Artisan Financial Strategies. Always don't forget to check them out, see what they have to offer, secure your peace of mind by carefully planning for you and your family against rising health care costs. Plan uh, to utilize that world-class experience as well. Noelretirement.com. Shout out to my man, Adam Tolliver. Come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. All right, friends, let's talk about Factor. That's right, two-minute meals. Fuel you up fast. Factor's restaurant quality meals at that. Ready to heat and eat whenever you are. I use them for my family. I use them every day to eat nutritiously, but also I'm on the go and I want something calorie smart. There are times where I'll go a week worth of factors for lunch and I'll just go vegan or veggie. Other times I go pure keto. I can worry about, you know, whether it's vegetable uh, based or protein based or meat based or whatever it might be. They have the options for you all the way around. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout every time you do it. It's also flexible to your schedule. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron50. I'm going to save you some money, guys. Do it up. It's delicious. Cameron50. Use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. That's code Cameron50 at factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. Trust me, delicious. You'll thank me. A lot of variety. Tasty. Factormeals.com slash Cameron50. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Did you see, can you imagine this? So Colorado's defensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, his name is Robert Livingston. Dion hired him. He's 38 years old. He's never been a defensive coordinator at any level before. Hasn't coached at the college level since 2011 when he worked at an entry-level job for Vanderbilt. Last week, he signed a two-year contract that's set to make him Colorado's highest-paid assistant coach ever next to uh, next year. At nine hundred ninety-five thousand dollars, did you see this, Tom? I had no idea about that story. No, he was a defensive backs coach in the NFL with the Bengals, and uh, he'll make eight hundred thousand this year under Deion Sanders in a deal that incentivizes him to stay in Boulder in the event he's attempted to leave. 
Um, he went on to say via video yesterday, I can promise you we're going to do great things. That's, man, 38 years old. Livingston's two-year deal is similar to that of the coach he's replacing, our guy, Charles Kelly, who left for a job with Auburn. Um, he had a three-year deal with Dion at Colorado. He was averaging $900,000 a year. He would have been making that through this next year and the year after, but he decided that that year was enough. Um, I've seen what I've needed to see. I'm going to go ahead and take it on down over to Auburn. Uh, so that Livingston's deal will make him Colorado's highest paid assistant coach for a single year ever. Ever. I would look at that as a sign that things aren't going well. That's just me. That's just, that's just me. I would say when guys are running for the hills and leaving jobs that made them the highest paid assistant ever at one point to go take another job that's either a lateral job or a step below, which has happened on that staff, and then you're hiring a 38-year-old. Hey, I don't know. Maybe the guy will do a good job. He's in the league. He was a defense backs coach for the Bengals. He might do a great job. But, man. I know they're desperate. They got to get stops. Nobody got stops last year in Colorado, and you, you're going to do whatever you can to shake up your staff. But sweet Jesus, what a good gig to be 38 years old, Tom Lang, and making 900,000 per. Whew. Well, I'm 37 years old, and I'm making something close to that right now. So I can tell you that <laughs> uh, it got aggressive in a hurry. It's 12 to five UCLA right now. Game over. Grand yeah, opening, man. grand closing. This is, uh, I, you know, I think when DJ Lundy's available to the media in the spring, it's a simple question. You know, what about Colorado did you see in the photo shoot and the experience over in Boulder when you were officially there on campus and that on their website? That made you run for the hills. Yeah, what did you see that made you say, you know what? Sounded cool. I think I'm going to go back to Tally if they'll take me. It's, uh, yeah, it's something. Uh, it is something. Um, by the way. I know that, uh, you know, we'll segue. It's a weird way to segue, but can we not pitch this year? I mean, what, what, what's, what's going on here oh, with the softball program? That That is a major concern. Well, you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, beyond the obvious results, that was already a concern. This is playing out. Yeah. It's kind of weird, though. It's kind of weird because this is an elite program. Lonnie has done an incredible job. Her and her staff have been nothing short of remarkable. Uh, I mean, Second fiddle only to Oklahoma is this Florida State program. I would not have suspected we'd enter a year where when you say pitching might be a problem, it's already reared its ugly head before. It's doing it again here today. I don't I can't remember a time watching Florida State get beat twelve to anything. Well, and, and pitching is Lonnie's department too. So I, I think, you know, the pound the desk thing is you had multiple years to know that Cat was leaving and you know you, you need a replacement. The, the thing is that the class they brought in is quite good. So it's, it's a question of development. Maybe some of the veterans aren't, aren't ready to take that ball. So maybe the young players need to come up <laughs> and, and take some more important innings. Like, look, Allison royalty was the pitcher yesterday who dominated for Florida state right. and got the job done against Stanford. She's the one who came in, in this situation with the bags loaded in the third inning. They're only still in the fourth inning. This is a two hour game and they're in the fourth inning. That's how bad it is right now. Good thing Aslan's uh, there to cover it. He is. He's sitting, <laughs> he's sitting right behind home plate. He's, he, he's probably like, what in the world is this? Okay, I came down here to do this. There we go. That's yeah, there he is. Look at him. 
He's right over the R in source in that photo. Yeah, right you can see him. Uh, he stands out. We know what Aslan looks like. It's hilarious. He strikes. He looks like a guy in that situation who's a scout who's pissed that the game has gotten out of hand and the player he was there to see is off the field. Well, the good news is that the drive home after it's only about t- 10, 15 minutes down McMullen Booth Road because he lives. His mom uh, lives right across from where my parents live. Oddly enough, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a concern with pitching. They've got a lot of young talent, so this might be one of those years where maybe I'm, I'm not trying to hedge already, but maybe they're like a top 15 program with some warts. But they've they've got a lot of good a lot of good talent, and this recruiting class they brought in is quite good. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It's a just a it was an eyebrow raiser. Went oh, okay, we've got 12 runs. Let's hope today when I make my way over to uh, Hauser in a few minutes and have an opportunity to pick up the Tom, I'd pick up your pass, buddy, but I. You know, what are you going to do? I can't pick up your pass. Well, I mean, I, unfortunately, <laughs> most of the times I'm coming down over the next two months, they're on the road, you know. And Every year I look almost, forward to the conversation with the woman who knows that I'm picking up your pass because I've picked it up for each of the last, like, five years. And I'll walk up there. I'm like, can you give me Tom's pass, too? And then she always looks at me funny and then realizes, oh, yeah, these are the two knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah, sure, you can pick up his pass every is time. That, is it an older lady? Yes, it is, yeah. Oh, she's been there forever. She's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. But yeah. she looks at me and then she and then she's like, "Oh, it's you." Okay, because they they kind of have a policy against that. It it is legitimately it's it's a class of people with the way they interact. Like once you're in, you're in. You're in. Them. You're in. But if you're not, everybody doesn't like you because you're you're just way 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 too stubborn about and rigid. About <laughs> But once you're in, like the strict teachers, man, I love strict teachers because it was like my own, my first homework assignment was I'm going to win you over. I just got to break you down. And when I do, mm-hmm. we're going to be best pals, you and me. We're going to be best pals. That's that's this lady for you. Have a great weekend, brother. I'll off the house or I'll take some pictures for you. and Get, uh, you, some, get you some Zaxby's on the way, brother. Enjoy. Well, of course. I already told everybody on their way to the ballpark to make sure they pick up their platters and do the right thing. Fill it up with some Texas toast to boot and get out over to the under the oaks and have a cold one. And enjoy your Zaxby's. There are 92 to choose from. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Peace.